Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Glory to God. Well, you could be seated this morning, I suppose. Praise Him. I've learned this. Um, learned, I should say I'm still learning this. I've learned this, that when, when you sing about certain things, God manifests in that way. Um, and I've been seeing it more and more in, in recent times that we, you sing about the goodness of the Lord. He'll start manifesting his goodness. Amen. Pastor Nancy uh, uses this phrase or has used this phrase before and help me if I don't get it right, but something about uh, what we rehearse. He, thank you. What we rehearse, God repeats. Well, it's not that it's not uh, like he's a slot machine. It's not that he longs to do these things. Amen. When we sing about miracles, it just brings to manifestation that which he already longs to do. Well, Amen. praise God. Listen, I want I want to uh, take a moment and state what an honor it is. I know we're on uh, these miracle crusades all the time. Doesn't matter. It's as much an honor uh, the the third time we've been here as it was the first time, and it means so much. Uh, thank you for not, Pastor, for not being disobedient to the heavenly vision, <laughs> as Paul said. And uh, why our number got called, we still don't know, but we're so thankful. And uh, like like Pastor was saying, yeah, it's a fit for us too. And and so we're excited to be here and expectant to be here. How, how many came expected? You, you know, you, you get what you expect. You get what you expect. And so we're just expecting today some, some great things from God. Uh, as I was in my heart seeking the Lord on uh, what maybe our part would be in these meetings, and of course, we, we have a, a general assignment here in the area of prayer, which we'll stick right to that. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty wide open ship, and meaning, meaning what, what there's about, oh, I don't know, four or five hundred different ways you can go just on that subject, right? So it's good to seek God, and, and uh, so I have a general direction that I feel like we're going to go. But one thing that kept coming up every time I would seek God about these, uh, these meetings just in general was that how much of a rescue these meetings are going to be for certain ones. I'm not talking about the morning services in particular. I'm talking about all of it, all of it, all of it. There's, there's folks, some you know you need a rescue. Some you don't know you need it. But uh, it's being offered to you, and it's being presented to you during these meetings, a rescue. What, what's that mean, a rescue? means if you didn't have some intervention, you'd go a wrong path, you'd go a wrong direction, you'd make a wrong turn, whatever, or worse. But uh, thank God, how many believe together that that's not going to be the case, that they'll go the wrong way, but uh, everyone who needs their help will get their help. There's some, there's some folk who are going to live and not die, but declare the works of the Lord because, because you hear because you're here. And so I'm going to invite you to turn in your Bibles this morning to the 18th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. Hallelujah. 
And as we're turning, I'll, I'll, uh, if I could remind you of the outstanding uh, service we got to be in last night, if you were here with us last night. And uh, so much was said, but um, among what was said was uh, the, the idea of our, our part, our praise, our response. And so those of you that know me know if you get quiet on me, I'm going I'm I'm to get up in your stuff, right? You know what I mean? So just, just engage, you know what I'm saying? Be, be, be engaged. Amen. I don't, I don't mean to the person next to you if you're, I mean be engaged with what God's doing. And you want to be engaged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in, in Luke 18, uh, the first verse, if we start right there and, and uh, God's helping us here. Jesus, what's talking about Jesus says, and he spoke a parable unto them to this end or for this purpose that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Always pray, not faint. What's it mean to faint? You, well, if we, got, if we got you up here and said, okay, it's your service. <laughs> No, no, true, sto- true story, true story. <laughs> I've been in services before where, uh, well, Dr. Dufresne tells about the service where he, I mean, he stepped into the prophet's office in a way that I'd be okay never stepping into. <laughs> where he was in a service, Dr. Ed Dufresne was in a service, and the word of the Lord comes to him in the service that uh, there's three couples here in the church who are swapping partners. And if you're like, what are you talking about? I'm glad you don't know. (laughs) But like decided that uh, married couples that wanted to have, you know, they were tired of having relations just with the one they were married to. And so they got together and and got an agreement that let's just, let's just swap for a night. Everybody say gross. 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 <laughs> and so, how would you like that? If the, and so, Doctor Dufresne said uh, there was two other, couple other ministers present, and he said, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He called the forward. Thank you. Called forward the couples. They wouldn't come. And he said, okay, so minister so and so, you go, uh, you go by the spirit and go find them. Three sections. You take this section, another one, you take this section. And, and he said, one of them, I won't mention their name, but one of them just fell out. <laughs> Which is, I, I made note of that. Because it is a great way to get out of. I, I, I had a note, I had a have a friend who used to travel with Brother Hagen and, and, uh, for years and was, uh, Brother Hagen was ministering healing to people in one of the crusades we were in. And this, this gentleman was, was kind of helping, you know, catching and stuff like that. And then he needed healing himself. So he jumped in the line right after at the end for Brother Hagen. And Brother Hagen just said, what are you doing here? You know what to do. And he said, and, and he said, I just fell out really quick. I just, just, 
laid out on the ground. Because he starts rebuking him. You know. <laughs> Anyhow, faint. Faint. Always pray. Don't faint. <laughs> Don't faint. But uh, what's it mean to faint? You give out. You stop making progress. You, you cease going the right direction. You give up. You give up and give out. And if you don't have the kind of prayer life that's needful for our days, there's, there's, you're going to find yourself stalled. You're going to find yourself fainting rather than progressing. And we don't want that. Jesus doesn't want that. And so he spoke some things to where we'll have an understanding of uh, the necessity for always praying. Amen. Now, uh, Pastor Nancy was ministering a lot on praise last night. And praise is in the family of prayer. Yes, Different ones have called it the highest form yes, of prayer. And it is the highest form of prayer because it's the most faith-filled uh, form because, you, you know, you're, not, you're no longer asking for it. You're thanking God that you've received it. Yeah. And so praise is that form of prayer because you might think, well, how, how are we supposed to always pray? Am I supposed to just, uh, you know, lock myself in a room 15 hours a day? I hope you don't do that. No, you don't need, in most cases, you don't need to do that. But no, it's talking about prayer in all its variety. Yes. Every variety of prayer. And particularly, as, as was said last night, uh, praise, worship, and thanksgiving. That is, that, that is the greatest part of our prayer life, yet the least practiced in, in many cases in the lives of many people, and really the least talked about when, when prayer is talked about. Um, it's not emphasized to the degree that Scripture emphasizes. It's a huge emphasis. So always pray. Well, that, that includes praising. That includes your worship. That includes your thanksgiving. Amen. Always pray, not fainting. And so uh, the master said this. He said in verse 2, he said, There was in a city a judge who feared not God, neither regarded man. I think that judge is still out there <laughs> practicing. <laughs> and there was a, a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. But afterwards he said within himself, though I fear not God, nor regard man, Yet because this widow troubles me. <laughs> Who is this judge concerned with? J just himself, it seems like, right? right. Just, just didn't want to be bothered. Just, just don't bother me, right? But because she troubles me, I'll avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, this is not, in case you think that this part is a picture of our father, this is a contrast. He's going to contrast this with our father. But I got to, I have to read this verse out of the Amplified Bible, if you let me to. Um, it says in verse 5, says, Yet because this widow continues to bother me, 
I will defend and protect and avenge her, lest she give me intolerable annoyance <laughs> and wear me out by her continual coming. And married couples, just look straight ahead. You don't know what you're just You don't know nothing about this. We ain't talking about no constant dripping, no nothing like. Where were we recently? I'm not sure where we've been. A lot. I've been a lot of places recently, but I was somewhere where there was a bucket. It had rained somewhere, and there was a bucket drip. Oh, I know I was. I was getting my hair cut. It doesn't rain much in Colorado, but we've had some. And so uh, it was a second floor barbershop, and they had a bucket there. And I'm waiting. Drip. 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 And I couldn't stop thinking about that scripture about the... Uh, the argumentative wife is like a constant dripping. And so I came home and thanked my wife for not being that. Thank God. Thank God. But anyhow, the, lest she give me intolerable, that's because that's an intolerable annoyance. Amen. You might say, well, my wife does. Listen, speak the right words. Come on now. I know, I know what you're talking about, but speak the right words. Hallelujah. Lest she give me intolerable annoyance and wear me out by her continuing, continual coming. Or at the last, she come and rail on me or assault me or strangle me. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. At the last, she come and rail on me or assault me or strangle me. <laughs> this is some widow. <laughs> Makes one wonder how the husband died. Because, <laughs> just saying, because she obviously had a reputation because like, this girl's going to probably strangle me. <laughs> Why would you say that? Anyhow. Careful about marrying these ninja wives. So, so the Lord, the Lord said, "Hear what the." I'm going back to the King James because it's not as. I get through it quicker. The Lord said, verse six: Hear what the unjust judge says. What did he say? He said, "I'll do it, but I don't want to. I'll do it after you beg me. I'll do it finally." If you keep coming long enough, you'll wear me out and I'll do it. Hear what the unjust judge says. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I'll tell you, verse 8, he will avenge them speedily. In contrast to the unjust judge, where you had to just wear him down to pry something out of his hand, God is not that way. And many multitudes of Christians treat him that way and think that if I just come and beg long enough, and if I come and pray 
hard enough. And if we bombard heaven and storm heaven, friends, the gates are open. The, the, the windows are open. It, you, don't ha, you don't have to mount a siege. Uh, a big revelation for us. God's on your side. We're, we're not opponents. We're, we're not. Ad, God's not your adversary. But how many treat him that way? Huh? Trying to pry open, pry open his hand of blessing. Friends, I don't know everything. I'm learning some stuff. I've seen some stuff. But I know this. If his hand ain't open, you and all your friends and the widow who killed her husband, all of y'all together, you ain't going to get one finger open if God's hands, if he, if he wants his hand shut. So the purpose of our prayer life is not to finger by finger peel back the layers to try to get God into the notion of taking a liking. No, no, no. God will avenge him speed, speedily. Speedily. What's that mean? Speedily. It means fast. 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 I loved the verse we read last night. It was Isaiah 65, 24. You remember that? By looking at you, I can tell you don't. But just, just hold your place maybe and go over there. I got thrilled when we read that. Probably have read it before, but that doesn't, what does that mean? It's what you, it's what's real in you at the moment, you know, that matters. And I hadn't seen that in so long. And I was, I was like, oh my goodness. Isaiah 65, 24, where it says, and it shall come to pass that before, before they call, I'll answer. While they're yet speaking, I'll hear. Speedily. Speedily, speedily. He'll avenge them speedily. Before you call. Before you call. <laughs> That's a reference to the age that we live in where we're not trying to talk God into doing it, but we're really in the age where we must discover that what we think we want him to do has already been done. And what we would love him to give us has already been given by what we call his great grace. Amen. And so back in Luke uh, 18 where we were, this is where we are today. Not, we're not in the day of, of wearing him down. You, you listening to me? We're not in the day of having to wear him down by our continual coming. Yes, we should come continually, but not, not the way so many think we should come. Huh? Not, not bombarding, not storming. Amen. You're already there. Right? You are already seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Amen. No need to bombard. 
Just receive, just take. So he says, he says this again in verse uh, eight, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, oh, this is important. When the son of man comes, shall he find faith on earth? Well, wait a second. I thought he said in verse one that men ought to always pray. And now he switches subjects. And now he's talking about faith. No, didn't switch subjects. They go together. They go together. We're, we're in the day, not the day of the unjust judge, but the day of our Father who sees ahead and provides. Amen. Who, when, when Christ redeemed us, amen, uh, uh, he took care of your, your sin problem, took care of sickness, took care, took it, took it took our poverty. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ? That though he was rich, yet for our sake, he became poor, that we through his poverty might be rich. You know, you know about that grace? That, yeah. All that he bore in redemption is perpetually available. But available doesn't put it in your pocket. Available doesn't get it manifested in your body. Available doesn't get you from spiritual death to spiritual life. It's not just what's available. It's what we receive. It's what we receive. And faith is how we receive. Grace must always be met with faith. Amen. Glory to God. So, so we're really in the day where uh, the purpose so much of our prayer life is not to get God to do, but simply for us to Receive. Receive what's already been done. Amen. And, uh, but there's, there's more to our prayer life than that. But I wanted us to see this. Hallelujah. Always pray. If, if we're always praying, and it doesn't take long to receive, you know, if somebody, uh, if somebody pulled out a $100 bill, put it in their hand, and extended it towards me. I'll tell you, I can, I can, I can receive. I've, I've learned to receive. And I can receive pretty quick, pretty quick. Just, you ever tried to bless somebody who couldn't receive? And they say, well, I, you know, I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. And you have to tell them it's, it's actually really easy. Watch. Give me one and I'll show you how it's, it's just... You just, no, you open your hand and you just, you, you just grab and you take it. You take, oh no, I, I, I can't. I just, I, I can't. If you can't receive, you can't receive. And that's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. <laughs> so our prayer life, not for the purpose of trying to get God to do. I've heard these things for years. I've heard uh, people like uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin, who we were, many of us here were blessed to come up under him. And uh, some of us here, myself included, got to travel with him. And the benefit there was you didn't, uh, it's not that you heard so much different stuff. It's just you got to hear the repetition of it, you know, and 
um, maybe what other people heard once or twice. We, I, we got to hear 50, 60 times, you know? And if you don't think that, there's benefit to that. There's huge benefit to that. And I've heard these things ever since I, ever since I started hearing about faith. And I'm so glad I did. Aren't you glad you did? But I got to say, well, all these years, it hasn't always been as real to me as it needed to be. Because just naturally speaking, do you hear what I said? Naturally speaking, isn't it easy to just slip back into trying to, because I don't see it in my life. We got to try to get God to, to do it. Let's try to get God to do it. And then we start, you know, bombarding and storming. And, and there's a place for fervency. There's a place for even intensity in prayer. But it's not, it's not uh, you against God. Praise the Lord. Jesus opened the door. The veil's been torn. We're free to come with the protocol we learned about last night and enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he's made available for us. Amen. So if I could, uh, if we could go to one other place and that's Luke chapter nine. Always pray, not faint. So if we're not trying to get God to do it, if we're not trying to get God to move, and we're not trying to pray to move heaven and earth. You've heard that one too, haven't you? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get together and we're just going to move the hand of God. Bless you. Bless you. Let me know when you do it. <laughs> uh, if, if that's not the purpose of prayer, then, then what is the purpose of prayer? Well, it's many, it's, there's many sides to it. Number one, we already talked about receiving by faith. You can do that in, you know, with, with praying. You can do that with saying. Um, also, one of the messages I love to preach even in these services is we talk about making power available. In other words, bringing to the forefront and making readily accessible what God's already provided. What he's given by his grace. I mean, uh, just permeating the atmosphere. And in conjunction with that, I, I want to look at uh, just another passage here in Luke chapter nine and in the 28th verse, it says it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a mountain to do what? To pray. Which by the way, if you ever want a mountain place, you have scripture for it. That's right. A mountain prayer cabin. Just, just saying. I'm just saying. It's good to have scripture. Because there's and also Peter was by the seaside praying. Oceanfront. This, this, this is just free. If you're looking for scripture to base. Okay, I'm just helping you. He went up into a mountain to pray. What is it about a mountain that's appealing? Not the climb. <laughs> well, for some people it is. 
It's the, it's the departure from that which would, would distract you. It's, the, it's departing from that which would keep you bound to the natural realm. And so they went up apart. They got apart to, to pray. And as he prayed, verse 29, the fashion of his countenance was altered. And his raiment was white and glistening. Gl- glistering. And other things happened. Behold, there talked with him two men, which Moses and Elijah, which appeared in glory and spake of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. Different things happen. And then if you keep on reading a voice, uh, uh, well, verse 34 says, while he spake, there came a cloud overshadowed them. And a voice came out of that cloud, right? Said, this is my beloved son, hear him. How did this all start? Now, I'm not, I'm not saying, and nobody else I think has any basis to, to guarantee a transfiguration experience like this, you know, to say that, if you pray enough, this will happen. But I do believe there's, there's a connection here. That as, he, as they went up and spent time in prayer, it moved them towards some things. And things were altered. And I will tell you that if you'll engage with God in prayer and spend time doing that, things will get altered that need to be altered. What happened here with Jesus? There, there was, I like to call it a merging of realms. How many know that the natural earth that you and I live in is not the only world there is? There is a natural world. There is a spirit world or a spiritual world. There's a natural realm, a spiritual realm. And God exists in the spiritual realm. You have a body. I have a body. You wouldn't be here without it today. That body is necessary to exist in the natural realm, your natural body. Your your body's not only natural in the sense that your body is actually part of the eternal body of Christ. And uh, saying that, well, when this body expires, we'll just get a new one. Well, not a replacement, a glorification. This body resurrected, this body made immortal. But by and large, your body is bound to this natural realm, right? But you're not just a body. You know that. I mean, you're not just a body. Really, you are a spirit being. And the man on the inside, the real you, that's, you're a spirit, not just a body. But are most people more conscious of their spirit or are they most conscious of their, their body? Yeah. And why is that? Because they are focused on this natural realm, right? So, so your, your body, uh, by and large, is bound to this natural realm. Your spirit, though, your spirit can contact the spirit world. Amen. And your spirit is designed for it. That's right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Now, 
uh, lost people, they can, uh, by and large, a lost person is, is completely bound to this natural realm unless they get into some occult type stuff and get an entrance into the spiritual. See, because the spiritual world is not just, God's not the only one in the spiritual world. And so lost people can <laughs> go there, but you don't want to. But uh, they're, they're bound to the natural realm. The Christian is a different species, you understand? A, a Christian is designed to operate in two realms. Your spirit can operate in the spiritual realm, in the, in the God realm. Now, your soul is that, other, that third part of you, your thoughts and your feelings. And your soul will gravitate towards whichever of the other two parts of you is strongest. If your flesh nature, uh, your, your body, if the nature of your flesh is strongest, and that is the case with every Christian who doesn't renew their mind and develop their spirit. Your flesh will be the strongest. And your soul, your thoughts and your feelings will take sides with your flesh. And if your flesh says, I want this, your soul, is, your soul, your thoughts and feelings will fixate on that and start moving your life in that direction. If, if, if somebody irritates you, gets under your skin, gets in, under your craw, whatever, however you say it, and your mind's not renewed and your spirit's not developed, something, you'll, you'll have a manifestation in your, in your yes, uh, something will rise up, rise up. What is that? That's flesh. That's flesh rising up. Scales will, will come out and, right? And you'll get all uglified. <laughs> and nasty and your soul will, and your flesh work together in perfect harmony <laughs> to respond and react and huh and then if you then after that you get calmed down and your and your your flesh says man that was tough dealing with them i need a cigarette right and and your soul doesn't say well, that could kill you that's not no, 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 no. Your soul will say, yeah, we do. And then, and then if your flesh said, not only do we need that, <laughs> we need five movies, two drinks, four pies. You know what I mean? Just whatever, just on and on and on and on and on. And, and your soul is, now, if you're born again and doing this, God does live in your spirit. And your spirit, your, your, your spirit is technically alive to God. And, and way off in the distance, there'll be a little voice saying, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> but your flesh and your soul together will overpower that and say, shut up. We'll do it first, ask forgiveness later like they taught us at the church. We good. <laughs> Not talking about anybody in West Paducah, I understand. 
regular Paducah, right? Those people. But if your spirit is strong and your mind renewed, and that same person comes and gets, gets under you, I had it happen. I, I don't know why it happens somewhat regularly. <laughs> Where uh, maybe not in your life, but you know, like I have people sometimes that help me with, with things or, or work for me and uh, they're not all sanctified. And I had one the other day just, just send me uh, a string of text messages. One, boom, and then another, boom. And it was like trying to, what, what's he doing? He's just trying to get, trying to stir. Just, he's just expressing himself in a way that should elicit a response from my flesh. I mean, right? And there have been times, I'll just tell off on me, not, re, not, not this time, thankfully, but in, in times past, I'd respond and just say, you and your mama. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> just, just give it right back to him you know what I mean and I've gotten I guess I've, de I've dealt with it so much that I'm getting good at it because <laughs> I just am it, responsible I'm, I respond to that like most people respond in church <laughs> Sorry. Why did I say that? Ah. Oh. Take that back. No expressionless. I look at it and say, hmm, and just do nothing. You might say, how'd you learn to do that? All I can tell you is that I'm just trying to get enough word in me and spend enough time strengthening me on the inside and the result is that what used to set me off doesn't set me off well what is what is that what is that my spirit's gotten stronger and what did I tell you about the soul the soul will gravitate towards towards wherever whichever of your other parts of you is strongest if your flesh nature is strong and, and you allow it to strengthen by continually yielding to it, yielding and yielding and yielding and yielding, and it'll just get stronger and stronger. Well, if you continually yield to the Holy Spirit, to the leadings of the Spirit, to, to yes. amen, to, to God, you continually yield to God, your spirit's going to get stronger and it's going to dominate. And that's what happens. Your soul, your thoughts and feelings will, will be in subjection to your inner man. Amen. And people can say all kind of stuff to you. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> and they're like, maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> just, what, just, just went by, right by you. You can, get, you can get a notice from, and stuff that used to derail you, stuff that would, would cause some people to consider ending it all, can happen. And you're like, hmm, 
Hmm. And you just go right back to what did God say? <laughs> Not moved off. Well, you see, you, you want to, there's, we're talking about these different realms. Amen. Some of y'all stayed up too late last night. Come on, listen. <laughs> talking about these different realms. Well, you see, you can, you can, get, you can learn to go uh-huh. to the God realm. That's right. Jesus went, the, he went up on the mountain. Couldn't, you know why? Pharisees, they weren't going to climb the mountain. The Sadducees, the Sadducees weren't going to follow him up the mountain. Huh? Why? Because there wasn't no people up there for them to show off to. Huh? Because they're scared of getting their behind whipped. Come on now. Up. No, they weren't going to follow him up. He got away from all those voices got up on the mountain and noticed that he moved and positioned himself for the supernatural. And it's possible for us. Now, again, we can't guarantee you a certain, a particular experience, but the supernatural ought to be natural in the sense that it's a somewhat common occurrence. That you're not just living according to the, this natural world, right? We don't walk, Ephesians 2 says, according to the course of this world. We live in another, we, we're to live in another realm. Amen. And you want to, oh, so let's talk about what happened. We already talked about when the people tick you off. What about, what about when, the, when you want uh, the, how many pies? Four pies? You know, I haven't had a, um, I haven't had a Pepsi in about 12 years. And the reason is uh, God dealt with me to get off of that back then. Um, and, and I started, I started, I would drink so much of it, not just the sugar one. Then I got off, started following Dr. Dufresne's ministry and got off onto diet Pepsi. That was <laughs> I mean, that was his Wi-Fi password. Come on. <laughs> Diet Pepsi was his Wi-Fi password. <laughs> we're going to tell off on him all until we're done. <laughs> Get to heaven. He's going to say, could you not just focus on your assignment? You have to tell all this stuff. But I started drinking the Diet Pepsis, and I couldn't just drink one at a meal. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, I started getting, I, my heart started beating w- wrong. Yeah. And why, I don't know, but I just sought the Lord, and he said, stop with, the, stop with those soft drinks. Hello. And I knew I could tell, okay, this is, this is beyond my control. And so I just had to, now this is not your law. This is my law. I just had to take a hard stop. And so it's been 12, it's been about 12 years since I've had a Pepsi or a diet Pepsi. Now, don't get me wrong. There have been a time or two I was really thirsty and there was no regular water or anything else to drink. And I I was like out of the country or something, nothing safe to drink. And I did have one. Um, It wasn't a Pepsi, it was something else. I don't know. Haritos, what do they call it? Anyhow, I had something else. 
Point being, I, I still want that Pepsi. Today, today, my flesh uh, still, still. You give me, you give me Mexican food. You give me pizza. You give, you know, Italian for certain kinds of food that I used to drink five or six or seven Pepsis, glasses. And uh, my flesh will still crave. I'll start craving it. I crave, but I don't cave. And the reason is, the reason is, see, I've, for, I've schooled myself Amen. for years. And I've got, I, when God dealt with me, then that was his voice. That was his voice dealing with me. And his voice is how faith comes. And I hear his, vo- I hear his voice telling me, stay away from that for me. Now, for me, I just knew it would be best because it had control over me. I knew it would be best to just cut it off forever. And as far as I know, I'll never have another one. Amen. And I'm good right. with that. Right. You do you. You know what I'm saying. You got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. This was, this was for me. And so I'll still crave it. And my flesh, I'm, now I'll put words to it. Because how many know you can just have a sensation and, and then verbalize what that was? My flesh will say, wouldn't a Pepsi be good with this? <laughs> But my inner man, I'm telling you, my, it's been so many years that my inner man turns into the incredible Hulk and says, no, who do you, never, no. And your flesh says, oh, sorry, I just, I, just, I, just, I just thought it would be good, you know, I saw perhaps it would be good to go. You just, you just got to be, you got to be rough with it. Anyhow, I don't mean to be talking about discipline and all that kind of stuff here in church. It's, it's not. Uh, if you want to go into the spiritual realm is what I'm trying to get to. Then you need to be spiritually strong and you need to move in that direction. And your soul will line up Amen. with your spirit. If you have rage problems, if you have uh, whatever, whatever the problems of your, of your flesh are and, and you're like, I just can't control it. You, you know, the Bible does not say uh, that you are to only just try to deal with the problems in your life. The Bible actually says in Galatians, I believe the fifth chapter, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lusts of the flesh. It does say crucify the, the flesh with the affections and the lust. Well, the way you do that is to do this thing called walk in the spirit. And I know we need to get, uh, we're going to pray. And I've been ministering here for a little bit, looking for a hooking spot, unhooking spot. So we're headed that way. But that phrase walk in the spirit, I want to minister on that this week about what that all means in the spirit. Because that's what happened in Luke 9 with Jesus. He found himself experiencing the spiritual realm, experiencing the God realm. Can I just make one statement that will help us uh, kind of close this off and then we'll 
embellish on it another time. All godly spiritual activity moves you toward the spiritual realm. All godly spiritual activity, I say that because uh, there's spiritual activity that's ungodly. But all godly spiritual activity moves you towards the spiritual realm. Jesus, let me ask you this, would Jesus have had this experience had he not obeyed the prompting to get away and pray and make movement, spiritual movement? Prayer is spiritual activity. There's other kinds of spiritual activity. We talked about praise. We talked about worship. Did you know reading the Bible is spiritual activity? Feeding, uh, meditating on the word, spiritual activity. Coming together and engaging together in spiritual activity will move you faster into the spiritual realm. But Jesus engaged in this spiritual activity with his disciples, prayer up on the mountain, and was the recipient of the supernatural. The realms merged. The, the, he moved into the God realm. You might say, didn't he live there all the time? No, brother and sister. He ate, he slept. He goofed around with his disciples. He did other things. Uh, and, and then, of course, was our example in how much he did walk in the things of God. You understand that? But no, he had to make spiritual movement just like we do in order to experience the benefits of the spiritual realm. So we're going to unhook here. And what we are going to do is make some spiritual movement together by praying we're going to pray in our understanding, yes. meaning in our natural language. And then we're going to also pray what the Bible calls in the spirit. We're going to pray in other tongues. That's one way. What are we doing? We're making spiritual movement. I mean, we're engaging in spiritual activity. Engaging in spiritual activity, what does that accomplish? It moves you further into the spiritual realm. Do you remember last night? Uh, pastor was quoting Norval Hayes when God talked to him and said, my people don't worship me enough. And it's not that God has a meter up in heaven and saying, okay, you're still on yellow. And when you get to green, then I'm going to reward you for getting to green, you know, red, yellow, green. When you fill up like, uh, you know, our kids were little, they played the video games and you had to fill up them. You had your life meter and your health meter all right, that didn't go over with anybody, but I'm trying to connect with you. Some of you still upset that Pastor Nancy didn't minister the whole service this morning. I get you. Praise the Lord. It's not that God's uh, waiting, just saying, okay, do it more. Do it again. Now do it again. Do it again. And when you do it enough... No, that's not what it means enough. Enough worshiping him enough is us giving expression to the things of God and moving ourselves into alignment with his realm, his world, 
where things are easily received, easily accessed, and then good stuff happens. Clouds come and envelop you. Voices from heaven can speak. Raiment becomes glistering. Glistering. Whatever. You're altered. You're altered. So how many, how many think we should get altered this morning? Amy, would you come up with me? And before we pray, if there's anything you want to add to that. We didn't discuss anything this morning. She just flew in last night. So uh, you can add anything you want to add. Well, just, just remember in prayer, um, like we said, it's not just spending lengthy amounts of time, but it's following the promptings of the Holy One in whatever spiritual activity he's leading you to do. Um, you don't ever want to force your way into the spirit realm on your own. He gave us the great guide, the Holy Spirit. Yep. And uh, if, if you could think of it, I flew in yesterday from Colorado, and uh, that plane took me to a realm I couldn't get to on my own. That's right. But I couldn't fly that plane on my own. Right? <laughs> right? I needed the pilot. <laughs> Somebody who knew where they were going, what they were doing, how to run the mechanics, right? And when we go to the spirit realm, you better follow the pilot. You better put the, you know, learn to look to the greater one on the inside of you. And when we come together like this to pray, there's spiritual purpose. We are moving together into the spirit realm. Yes. So don't just unhook and start to pray uh, for your uncle or, you know, for your great aunt. That's, that's fine to do that. But today, we're going to move together. Let's all get on the same plane. Okay? And follow the Spirit into where He'd lead us in the Spirit realm. That's where the glory falls. That's, you know, He'll take us where we need to go today, if that makes sense. So we're not all just a uh, hundred people praying differently about different things. We're, we're, we're all coming together and moving together, following Amen. him. Amen. Amen. That's better than everything I said. <laughs> Whatever. Spirit Airlines, you ready? Spirit. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we try not to go on that, but you do you. Praise the Lord. Oh, bless the That Lord. was awesome. Takes you to another realm. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And saves you a whole lot of time, too. That's the truth. That's the truth. You want to lead us out. Mm. Thank Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Thank Listen, you, Master. Uh, if you want, let's start praying or start standing. And then you are welcome to sit 
or kneel or, or, or whatever you need to do to stay comfortable, but um, we'll just start this way yes. and uh, follow him. Yeah. Father, yeah. oh, thank we you. worship yes, you today. Thank you, Master. We magnify thank you. Master. We glorify thank you, you for who you are and all that you are. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> thank you, Master. Thank you, praise, precious Father. Praise, praise, for, praise, praise, for all, praise, praise, all, praise, all praise. the plans you have for this yes, earth. Yes, We're yes, so yes, grateful yes. for you. the body thank of Christ. You. We're so thank thankful you. to be a part you. of your body. We're so thankful you, to Father. be able to uh, be filled you. with your spirit. Bless We're you. so thankful, Father God, that you lead us and guide us Hallelujah. and direct us by your precious praise, spirit. Praise, Thank praise, you, Holy praise, Spirit, for praise, all that you've praise, shown us praise, and praise, all that you praise. lead us to do. Lord, today, we want to yield Thank ourselves you, to our God. Yes. We want to yield ourselves yes. to Thank your you. plans, to your ways. You. We thank you for the thank great you, spirit realm. We thank you, Father, for all that can be accomplished. We thank you for the blood of Jesus yes. that allows us to enter boldly into your throne room today. We're thank so you. grateful, you, and so we yield to you today. We yeah, thank you for the plan. Oh, 
Which we've seen in the past, yes. that which has happened. Yes. Amakota 
we call, we call Abakoto, 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 Abakata, Abakoto. We call, we call for the Wigglesworth anointing. We call, we call for the Finney anointing. We call for Amakote, Amakoto, Ama. We call, we call, we call Amakata, Abakata, Amakata, Abakata, Otodoba. We call, we call for that which we've seen in the past. Plus, plus more. Abakata, Amakata, Abakata, Abakota, Abakata, Anabata, Ampidota, Abakata, Ambedote, Bekata, Obakati, Kobakati, Kobakata, Dikata, Atikopa, Atikopa, Atikota, Bakatita, Abikota, Bakata, Abikota, Abakota, Bakati, Kobakati, Koskona, Makate, Kela, Makata, Abikopa, Kabikota, Time for Bacata, time for Bacate, time for Bacate, time for Bacate, time for Bacate, time
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.